you want to get a head start in this new year come on jump into this episode where i take you through new ways of beginning your career or scaling your business hey there i am ishani nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast i realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's so after failing thousand times i'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what i do the best entertain and educate through podcasting digital content creation and thought leadership on this podcast i uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them and if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same then i'm up for a chat on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in but for now if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems then what are you waiting for let's get started step ever new year exciting times ahead and we need to learn some new rules of the business or the career ahead things have changed and i know that most of you know this but there are some people who are always always looking forward to get a head start or get started with what they want to do in the life and today on this episode we have a really interesting guest over here so that she can share her journey and we can uncover those really interesting and a little bit candid moments of her life before she became the expert that she is in the new way of working working from home and a lot more so please join me in welcoming all the way from philippines in the virtual studio at mas my first step ever lian lailakaba hi lian hey shani very happy to be here it's my pleasure let me just introduce you to my listeners today before we move on so lian is the ceo and co-founder of 2xu winner of stevie award 2021 employer of the year wow so it's an outsourcing company that specializes in hiring managing and growing remote executive assistance for solopreneurs and small business owners wow now this is a very very new stream because actually about training people who help them directly from home so if this is something that sounds like you you are in for some great chat today now moving on she also has a coaching brand on youtube where she trains a virtual assistant how cool is that on how to work from home Wow. <laughs> Everything's at your own comfort. And she's also an international speaker and a content creation monster who has a blog, a YouTube channel and upcoming book called Scale You. And that's right my friends, my listeners, from wherever you're listening to us today, it is all about scaling yourself up, improving yourself, becoming better little by little, day by day, taking that step. So, let's just straight away jump into story of Lian today because we are going to hear from her how did she take her first step into this profession. But before that, let's get to her and ask, would you be interested in telling us that where did you grow up and how was your surrounding like 
what was your mindset then? So first thing I like established when I go back to that part is I'm the eldest of four. So that shaped a lot of who I am and who I want to keep becoming. So as the eldest of four, it was me, my brother, and then two other sisters. And then I basically grew up as as most older sisters do, as a second mom to my siblings, where I was my mom's right hand. My dad was working overseas. My mom had a full-time job at an office. We did have, here in the Philippines, it's kind of almost normal for most middle-class kids to have kind of a nanny, but kind of like uh, we have like a maid who took care of us as well. So that's kind of the environment I grew up in. It was like one parent was barely uh, there because he was you know, in, in the Philippines, it used to be that if you wanted to earn really high dollar is you had to work overseas. You know, one of our biggest exports in the Philippines is actually human. So that was kind of the environment I grew up in. And my mom was an amazing mom through and through. She did everything she could taking care of four kids while her husband was away and providing everything, both of them providing everything that they could for us. And, uh, but yeah, that's kind of like the chaos I grew up in. It was like uh, at, you know, T- uh, 10 years old, 12 years old, being the one to go to the hospital to take care because one of the kids are sick or handling bills <laughs> at a really young age and then taking care of the household as much as I can. So that was kind of how I grew up and kind of also dictated a lot of what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you were prepared for life very early on, managing yourself, taking responsibilities, meeting deadlines, and most importantly, dealing with human beings and their emotions. And I think you were in the position that you really learned that very early on. Now, having this unique experience that you had, it seems a bit natural for me now, you know, I think the qualities that you might have developed to be a coach or be someone who can, you know, help people elevate to the next level, have that feeling of, you know, helping each other. So, from here, while you were growing up and you were already so responsive, did you already have a clear path about your career in mind back then? If not, if you can take us through what was going on in your head and if you really, you know, thought of something and did not work out, how was it? Very, very good question. So I did, well, I was going to follow the, the usual career path of most Asian families, which is I either had to be a lawyer, a doctor, or an engineer, or an accountant. That was, a, that was the other uh, pathway. And for me, at around the age of 10, I discovered that I love writing. Like I would love writing fiction. I would love uh, writing essays. I did a mini business once. I think I'm not 100% sure if I ever told my parents. Basically being paid to write people's essays for schoolwork, just because I love writing them in the first <laughs> place. Uh, so that was kind of like a lot of where my quote-unquote career started. So then for when, um, when my mom saw that, that, oh, you love writing, you should be a lawyer. And I'm like, okay. Um, and that kind of continued on with what I wanted to do. I got my first job ever working from home as a freelance writer way back in 2011 where work from wow. home was not even a thing. Yes. Just because someone saw my blog, they were like, hey, I love the way that you write. Can you ghostwrite for my own blog? And I'm like, I have no idea what it is, but I'll figure it out. What ghostwriting is, figured it out. And then just started having gigs left and right, did graphics, did video editing, did anything, almost everything when it came to content. I dipped my little finger in and like tried it out. And then I got my first full-time work as a, as a um, writer for a local magazine that we had in the city. And then everything was kind of going towards like, okay, yeah, I'm 
doing the lawyer thing because that's the thing that my mom wanted me to do. I might want to become a journalist in New York Times. That was one of my goals. And that was kind of the pathway that I was going towards. I already had a little bit of the entrepreneurial need just being able to offer my services. But I thought, oh, you know, this is something that I'll just do for a little bit. I won't really become an entrepreneur. That seems so scary and like, oh my God, none of my uh, family are entrepreneurs. What does that even look like? And then in November 8th of 2013, there was a Category 5 uh, superstorm here in the Philippines. We were dead center where the eye was. And mm-hmm. it was one of the strongest ones. It was like 350 kilometers per hour where it actually swept in water from the ocean going to land. So think tsunami, but then without the actual earthquake, it was just hurricane. So it it brought water into our house. I was downstairs in our house and I was, I made sure my family was out. I made sure that they were all up the stairs. I was even, I went back downstairs to grab groceries because I didn't know how long this was going to last. And I had a moment where the water was up to my chin. I had a matchbox on my mouth because I was like holding up candles in one hand. I was holding groceries on the other hand. And I had that, you know how people say that you have that moment where your life flashes before your eyes? Mine didn't flash backward. It flashed forward of what my life would have been if I did go to the lawyer path, if I did go to the journalism path and all of that. And I, I still remember that feeling of I absolutely hated it. I'm like, that's not a life that I want to live for. So in my head, it was like, it was literally, I think it was like five seconds, but it felt like a whole like hour of self-reflection for an 18-year-old. I was 18 at that time. Um, okay, if I survive this, I am going to live a life that I'm proud of. I'm going to live a life where I will take risks. I will live a life where if I ever get to the point where I might almost die again, I'm proud of that life that I live. Basically, then I had that adrenaline rush, spit out the matchbox, screamed for my brother's name. He, When climbing down, he was shocked of where I was, gave him the groceries. I have no idea how I climbed to the second floor. It was just all a blur. And since then, I started looking for other work from home jobs. I started looking for other gigs that I could do. I was already considering dropping out from college because I was so traumatized that I didn't want to go back to my same school. Because afterwards, sadly, after the storm, there was like about fifteen to 20,000 people who died. So we could see dead on streets, bloated because they, dro- they died drowning. So it was just like, it was one big event of my life that then has pushed me through to, like I said, getting gigs, getting work. Um, and then um, my main goal at that point was, honestly, I didn't want to live in that city anymore. So I l- moved to the city I was here because that was kind of the goal that I had since I was like eight years old. When I first came here, I'm going to move here, I'm going to live here. And I was like making it come true. And then I got a job as a book editor, which is a dream goal, a dream job for a bookworm and a writer was editing books all day long. So reading books all day long. And then I kept just having that voice in my head of like live a life that you won't be sad at or you won't be mad if you die today. So I kept taking chances. When they opened up the position for manager, I took it. I was like 19. When they opened up the opportunity to be CEO, I took it up. I was like, okay, I don't know how long this is going to take you to train me, but I'm willing to be trained to be CEO. It took me a year and a half of being trained up. But at 20, like mid in, in the middle of my 20, year 20 of my life, I became CEO of that publishing company, um, did that for a while. And then when I was 23, I got to the point where, okay, everything, things are now automated. I can actually take off six months and walk away from this business. And it's now good. What can I do next? So then 2XU came along as a full circle moment for me 
because it was getting people to also know that working from home was a possibility. And it was like, okay, how it started as how can you hire virtual assistants, which meant that if we were able to educate a lot of solopreneurs and business owners, okay, how do you actually hire an assistant well in the first place, then it'll, of course, open up jobs for the Philippines. So we were doing that. We did, we did that as a course. We did speaking gigs, a lot of amazing things. And then it came to one of the students that we were talking to. They were like, like we're teaching. Can you just do it for me? I don't want to do it myself. And we we're like, we'll figure it out. So then, yeah. then that's how 2XU started. It was like from that one person who wanted it as a service. Now, three years later, I'm now 27. So it's been kind of really full circle the last 10 years, building a business and building a life where I'm now, I can travel. I have speaking. I have a speaking gig in Thailand in, in February, which is crazy. Multiple opportunities where I would not have gotten if I followed the lawyer slash journalist. Uh, so now the goal is not to be a writer to, of New York Times, but to be featured in New York Times. It's kind of been kind of the shift that has happened in my whole career. So uh, since then, I've also started six to 10 businesses. Most of them failed. Some of them did, re- did really well to excuse one of them, but that's basically the, the path that I've taken in the last decade. Wow, this is incredible journey. Oh my God, it started off with a life-threatening event. And I would like to tell my listeners that if you're listening to this very carefully, let there be no such incident that you wait for to wake yourself up. We have Leanne over here who's sharing her experience. And I think this just makes things, I wouldn't say easier for us, but it is good that we are able to understand that why and what is the thought process of doing what she wants to do because at the end of the day you never know how long or short you live for but the life that you live is the quality that you have to be really mindful about and you just need to enjoy the life that you have and you always have the power to do what you want you just have to accept the fact that yes you're not happy with the current situation and the most important thing need to know what are the next steps to take the steps towards your goal. So that's exactly what Leanne has taken us through that when she understood that this is not what she want. And then she, then she went on to understand what are the next steps that she needs to take to get to the real goal that she always wanted to do. And she has come a far way. I think at 27, you have had a few businesses, you have tried, tested, and you've impacted so many lives. You're a speaker, you're going around the world, working from home, everything that most of us would like to have. But I'd also like to emphasize to everyone who's listening to us, have a purpose behind what to do. Because I think in Leanne, your story, your purpose and your love for writing is something that has always given you the direction. It was never the outcome that really is something that you had in mind in the sense, you know, that you want to travel, you want to do this. This could be like one of the reasons, you know, but I think the main reason for you was that you write and you write well and you want to excel in that field. So really hone your skills in that particular direction that you're good at and you enjoy doing that so that you can become an expert and no one else can do that better than you. So thank you so much, Leah, for taking us through that journey of yours. Now, coming to very interesting and probably a candid side of your story, because what happens generally is that we always know when someone has become famous or someone's success story is, you know, 
printed in a book or a newspaper or broadcasted we only know the success story as it is and how they became famous and what all they're doing at present but we never know the sleepless nights and the difficult failures that they have gone through before making it did you go through that situation if yes are you able to take us through one really difficult moment of your life even though you knew that you are on a path that you always wanted if yes can you please tell us how did you overcome that which one to pick always <laughs> <laughs> which one do i pick there have been multiple ones but the pattern that i know i kind of had to go through and this year i had to even relearn it again was I had to keep learning what it meant to be a leader and it's it's again I started with my whole path being this older sister managing everyone making sure everyone was fine making sure everyone was okay and then I had to translate that to being a manager and a leader eventually and it was such an interesting again lesson to keep learning again had to learn it again this year of one getting the right people in of like getting the right people inside your business that was the first big people lesson i had to learn because the we when we were running uh when i was running the the book publishing company i would hire anyone who just passed our skills test without like filtering if they were actually a good person without actually filtering if they were a right fit for our company without filtering if they were actually willing to see what our vision was and what we wanted to build instead of just being there to get a paycheck and then go go home which yes you can do there's companies who are good and okay with that this not nothing to despair with that but then for us like for me specifically i wanted to build an empire this is still something i really want to do is building an empire that's why i have multiple businesses that i want to start but that was the first one it's like i needed to keep in mind to filter the people who came into not just my company but also to my life because some people who just come in they are trying to get something or they're just passively there and not not really contributing anything to your life so that was the first one the consequences of that was we literally closed down the publishing company and had to restart from scratch. We were growing to 30 employees, but because we weren't able to filter if they were the right culture fit, it kind of imploded of like people who said they were a little bit toxic or people who kept creating things because they weren't able to communicate with us clearly um or and of course as a leader we were able to complete, uh, put communication systems in place to be able to do that successfully, then it kind of just again imploded. The second time I had to learn uh the second thing I had to learn is that um it's sometimes not enough to take care of people which was such a hard lesson for me to learn over and over again because i always thought of myself as like i am an abundant leader i'm a generous leader as much as possible i will spoil people who are underneath me but it was i had to relearn it twice where it wasn't enough it was enough that i was this kind of open person yep we'll we'll take in we'll do that it also had to be paired with having it being a leader who had a definite plan who also had boundaries and that was something that again having to relearn and kind of reshape okay this is what that looks like this is what that looks like because i could have the best people i could have the most talented people but if i don't put in the boundaries within myself of what's okay and what's not okay people will just run with it people will kind of just oh now we can just do whatever we want and that will hurt both me and the business and the culture of the of the company overall So that was kind of the the second hard lesson for me and the consequences of that was we had multiple problems with employees things that I thought were okay weren't okay because we didn't establish the right systems and that, like I said that boundary the difference between me being a leader and a friend basically so those were the, those were the kind of the main top ones of leadership has been kind of the main 
skill thing lesson that I had to keep learning over and over again of what that could look like. Because for me, like, oh, they're, they're working inside the company. I'll just treat them the way that I want to be treated. But apparently that's not the right thing. You have to upgrade yourself. You have to equip yourself with soft skills. You have to you know every person is different. You manage person every person differently on what they're doing and what they're f- working on. So it has been, like I said, which one do I pick? Uh, but the, that the biggest one is when you're a leader, when you're an entrepreneur, you have to embody that. And if you're not able to, at least have someone who can who can help you, guide you through that way. I mean, because not everyone gets to step into the position of a leader as early on in their life. And it's, so it was really interesting to hear from the leader's perspective, from the manager's perspective, or the person who's leading a team. At this point in time where you are training people to be virtual assistant, to work remotely in this new era. So what do you think, just coming from there, because right from now we have understood what challenges that you have faced and I'm sure it has been really difficult for you. And it's very difficult for uh, people who are just starting off their career. You know, they want to learn how they can best perform in the interviews or how can they do best in their first job. So it's coming from their perspective. But it was really interesting to know a manager's, a boss or a leader's perspective that what they are also struggling with. So it kind of humanizes the situation a bit. But my question to you over here is what I'm getting to is that if you have to... And I think that's what you've been doing. If you have to give top three tips to our listeners who are yet to start a career, especially being a virtual assistant, working remotely, because I think this is the thing that people are really looking out for. What are the top three things that you would like to tell them? And before that, if you can tell us, who is this for? I guess for who this is for is this is for anyone who wants to get started. So whether you are an entrepreneur, whether you are starting a career, whether you are even starting a school or a new skill that you want to go to, I think this would be three things that would be really good to keep in mind. First one is stay curious, which is coinciding with kind of like also saying stay passionate is because whenever you dive into something new, there's always more. There's always more. There's always something else that someone has figured out a combination to or someone else has found an opportunity where you probably wouldn't have seen it if you weren't curious. So it goes to asking questions. It goes to keeping in mind that there's always something for you to learn from the next person. It's keeping in mind that there's always a book out there that could change everything on how you see life. The second really good tip is kind of one where I, where I kind of uh, went into is surround yourself with the right people. And it's hard. It's so hard, especially in your 20s, to figure out what the right people look like because everyone else has also figured out who they are. But at least like learn to filter people, learn how to see people who could be mentors for you, see people who could need the guidance from you, so the other way around. Uh, look at people who are on the same path. So, you know, it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like you're always the average of the five people that you always hang out with. So like keeping that in mind, whoever you surround yourself with is kind of the mindset you'll always have. So if you surround yourself with people who, let's say you are starting your career, but you're surrounding yourself with people who are still studying, it's going to be hard for you to relate or to push yourself versus if you are someone who started a career and you're surrounding yourself with people who are like two years, three years ahead of you, That's going to pull you up and how you think and how you experience life because it's going to show you the things that are possible for you. And then the third thing is look into yourself. And it sounds like a weird piece of advice, but introspection has been one of the fastest ways that I've been able to grow myself of like, okay, knowing that, oh yeah, 
okay, I messed up on this one part. I am now going to do better. Sucks for me to be able to have to admit that I sucked on this one part, but I'm going to move forward and, and now I'm going to treat this or think about this. Introspection is, you know, doing all of the things that people think is like weird of like meditating, journaling, going to therapy, reading self-development books. It's like learn more about yourself because then it's going to be make you much stronger to do the step two and uh, one, which is it's easier for you than to filter out people in your life. And it's easier for you to know what you're going to be curious or passionate about. But learning more about yourself is going to be one of the more powerful things because no matter what relationship you go into, what friendships, what company, what business you start being passionate about, you know yourself, you know your own limits, and you're able to keep moving forward towards whatever your goal is. And those are some really interesting powerful three tips which is very different from what everyone all of us are always thinking is to work on our skills but these are the different kind of soft skills that one really need to focus on with other things of course that that is required for your pathway your career your industry but i would really like to you know, second and reinforce the third point that Leanne, all the points are very important. But the third one, introspection, learning more about yourself, your personal development is so, so important because once you know who you are, a lot of things in your life becomes easy because you know what is okay for you, what's not okay for you. And that you also know that you need to improve in certain areas. So the ego and a lot of other things just go up in the air and you're just on the right path. So thank you so much, Leanne. It has been amazing chatting with you and just seeing your journey. You've done such wonderful things for yourself. And really, I think you went through a very challenging situation for anyone, of course, who was in the same situation as you were back then several years. But I'm happy that you have come out of it and you have made a life of your own and now you're impacting other people's life. And I can see the happiness, the warmth and, and, and the interest that you speak about, with which you speak about for your career. So thank you so much for being on my first step ever. And as I always request my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that they really resonate with. So mine has been a quote that I have taken throughout my whole 20s which is just passion can take you anywhere. And it's always interesting because people think that passion is just this one thing that they're doing for the rest of your life. No, your passion could be so many different things. But as long as you follow it, it can literally take you to the most weird places that you never even thought was possible or was even allowed in this world. Mantra I've created for myself that I put in so many notebooks that I've had and so many other uh, speeches that I've also given is like passion can take you anywhere just follow it because like that's you extending yourself that's you pushing yourself towards something but it's something that you love anyway it's something that you enjoy doing anyway and uh you can never really go wrong when it comes to following a passion unless it hurts someone else that's the only part probably where probably not right to follow a passion if it hurts someone else it is something to really keep in mind as you go through life this is incredible. I think whenever I listen to you, I feel like there's a ray of hope. There's so much that can actually happen. And I also, I kind of start believing on this, that there is a world or maybe there are things outside that we don't even know that it, it exists. So I think there's lots to uncover. There's lots, lots to explore. So thank you so much, Leanne, for being on my first episode. Hi, my friends. If you have reached thus far today, Firstly, thank you so much. 
It really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed. So why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes. I love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them. So you can follow me on my Instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my YouTube channel for weekly video updates. And yes, if you like what I do over here, follow my first step ever on Google, Apple or Spotify and please drop your rating my show and comment well this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as i help you in your journey in taking the first step ever until next time start believing in yourself and most importantly keep believing in yourself